Welcome to Clarity and Purpose. Our world is full of people who are overworked and overwhelmed. They lose focus on what matters, struggle to find a vision for the future, and lose time with those they love. We help businesses and their teams clearly understand their purpose and help them communicate more effectively. I'm your host, James Thorne. I'm joined by my co-host, Jake Jordan. Hey, Jake. What is up? Hey, man. Um, so for those of these that might hear this recording in the future, massive thing happened this year, major pandemic, and uh, we've been dealing with a lot, even from our end. But Jake, what would you say in your eyes, like, what's that like when fear strikes from like a pandemic and then trying to lead a business? Like, what do you, what have you seen even for us? Fear is just one of those things that, that everyone deals with differently. You know, it's, it's one of those things that, and even someone that you've seen deal with fear before, uh, when it strikes again, people can act different a second time. You know, it's just one of the, I think it's like a great equalizer. Fear is, fear is crazy, man. Yeah. So now take that and imagine there's thousands of people looking up to you to help determine, decipher and lead through this. Mm -hmm. What does that mean now? Gosh, now you got anxiety stacked on fear, right? (laughs) Cause you got like these, all these people watching you and, and seeing how you respond to it. And I know, uh, when I've been in positions like that in the past, maybe not thousands, but, um, I, I, you know, just being transparent in those mm-hmm. times of how you're dealing with fear is often the people that I enjoy being yeah. around, and, you know, I admire in those situations. So our guest today, he is leading thousands of people every weekend um, and they're looking up to him to lead the way. Um, mm-hmm. So I think you'll enjoy this interview. Um, it was good and good different perspective too from our normal interviews. So we'll just jump right into the intro like we normally do. He is a teacher, communicator, and lead pastor of High Ridge Church in Fort Worth, Texas. He has been blessed to grow a congregation of over thousands of people to communicate to and lead every single weekend. I've had the privilege to work under him, be led by him, and now honored to bring him on the show. Please welcome Pastor Jeff Klingenberg. Hey, Pastor Jeff. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. Glad to be on, brother. You doing yeah. good? Oh, I'm doing great. Yeah, I was, I'm excited. I was looking forward to this call. Uh, a lot of people may or may not know that I've been doing business with, that I actually worked on this guy for seven years um, yeah. at High Ridge Church. So he's lead pastor at High Ridge Church. And you did a great job, my friend. I appreciate that. Um, it was a good time. I learned a lot. And I think it really helped launch me even to what I've been doing now. So I appreciate your leadership, but also what I've learned just being on that team. So it was a good time. Yeah. Um, so being the lead pastor of High Ridge Church, and I know we do have an audience of other nonprofits and churches and also, um, businesses, but pastor role is always different, I think, across the board, different churches. So just explain a little bit what your lead pastor role looks like for High Ridge. Well, my primary responsibilities are to lead and feed. So lead involves, um, grabbing hold of God's vision for the family of churches called High Ridge or four campuses now soon to be five. And so my primary responsibility is find out what the Lord wants for us and keep us moving forward. So our theme for the year, we like to have a yearly theme is faithing forward. So I'm the leader of us faithing forward, moving forward into what God has for us. And then I'm the primary, um, spiritual leader 
um, Bible teacher, um, prayer leader. Um, so, so my primary roles are at that level. Now I'm doing this with leadership, but I also do it with the whole congregation. So I just, I need, I need to stay close to the Lord, stay connected to my boss to be sure I'm hearing clearly and then make sure that I disseminate that and communicate that clearly. So that the organization speaking from a business perspective will, will accomplish our purpose and our vision. Yeah, that's awesome. And you actually kind of segue something I was going to ask about with being a business. Now it is a church, but a lot of people huh. don't know how that works as a business or they get kind of uh, turned off by saying it operates like a business. So how would you say ways that a church would operate like a business? Well, the church operates like a business because we receive revenues. So the good hearted, gracious people that give tithes and or offerings uh, keep us going allow us to do what we are called to do to help this community at every place where there's a, a high ridge location in Longview and Graham and Mineral Wells, Fort Worth, soon to be in Parker County. It's the giving that the people, when they release their funds into the house, into the church, then we're able to take those revenues and use them to turn right around and strengthen their life, which is our motto to strengthen people's lives. So it's like a business because there's revenues received. Well, on the flip side, there's expenses incurred. So churches cost money. It costs money to buy land, build buildings, pay utilities, pay staff, uh, support missionaries, and then just to do the functions that are necessary for the church to really make a difference in their community. A lot of people think, well, you know, the church should just, you know, just volunteers should do it all. Well, how many businesses run well with just volunteers? Even, even nonprofits have some folks that have to do the works, have to do the work, have to, you know, do the computer program stuff and the facility stuff and, and on and on it goes. So we're, we're a business in the sense that we have to be organized. So, yeah. you know, an, an organization has to have organizing and organizing takes funds and takes policies and procedures and systems and strategies and software programs and personnel and support personnel and support to the support. And so we, we truly are a business and there's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's not we're business first, we're, we're God first, we're helping people, strengthening people first. That's what we do first. But we're able to do more uh, because of the funds that come into the business to allow us to be able to do more. So yes, church is a business. I mean, there's hierarchy, there are oversights, job responsibilities, job descriptions, um, strategic organization and planning in the in the system there's hr there's and, and on and on it goes so yeah, yeah you have to, if you if you want to do a good job for god's people and with the funds that those people give then you've got to have a good business mindset and i think even the time that i spent there so many things changed all the time and the more we grew the more important it was that we operated mm -hmm. right and mm -hmm. um and it was a, you know, there's an interesting dynamic between the spiritual side and the business side uh -huh. and things that uh -huh. um, kind of really sits in your, what I would say your shoes, but uh, you've, you've done that by bringing other people on the team to help uh -huh. do the things that they do best. So um, I think you did, yeah, explain that really well. So, um, okay, so let's talk about, so we, we do a lot with communication in the sense of marketing on our end. Um, uh -huh. You're a communicator and have been almost all your life. and um, what what does that mean in the word? So we, we talk about this show is called Clarity and Purpose. And we talk a lot about those things. 
Um, but how does clarity help the people grow in your profession? So what does that look like using clarity? Okay. So the, I think the purpose statement or the vision statement has to be clear, has to be simple, something that can be grabbed hold of and that an all ethnic and economic strata can be possessed. So clarity to me involves a clear sound of what we're doing and why we're doing it. Yeah. So for example, some clarity statements for us would be strengthening people for life. That's right. what we're about. We want to encourage and help everybody we can kids all the way through senior adults and everyone in between. Um, people in the United States, people in other countries, orphans in Ethiopia, uh, clarity has to be given to what we do it, what we do and why we do it. And then clarity has to be in what happens in the gatherings, in church services, clarity, clarity and definition on what happens in a small group gathering, which is what we are. We're a church of small groups. That's where real ministry takes place is, when people are sitting in a circle, right. then there's an encouragement that happens one to another. There's a, there's a building up and strength that happens because we're, we're a family, we're a body, we're an army. So clarity has to be given in enunciating those things. A lot of people think in church life that it's just, you know, just, well, we'll just kind of listen and follow the Lord and we'll just kind of follow the cloud. And well, I would say following the cloud is wilderness living. Hmm. That's when they followed the cloud. I think, I think New Testament living or church life today is as we hear from the Lord, he gives vision, we inscribe it on tablets, we're filled with God's spirit, we can hear his voice, we can understand his ways, and then we walk it out. We give people, empower people, and make it clear how each one can fulfill their assignment, make it really clear, really certain on how that can happen, and people buy in. They get excited about being used by God. They get, they get excited about knowing there's a place where they can fit in. And you have, to, you have to be clear, too, on making certain you get round pegs and round holes and square pegs and square holes. And that's one of the great diversities of, of church life. Uh, we're, you know, the way the Apostle Paul put it, we're a body. Can an ear say to an eye, I don't need you? And, and all the various and sundry parts of a body. So clarity's got to come on how each part is important and how no part can be left out. And everybody has value and meaning and has a place. And that's what, I, that's what I've got to lean on. I've got to be clear in sounding the message and in giving, in giving certainty on how it happens at every level and, and through the breadth of church life through the High Ridge family of churches. No, that's good. So, little, little phrases. Little phrases help a lot that capture my heart and make it so that other people can grab hold of it and run with it. So I know there will be people that listen that will totally agree and they're running through maybe some struggles themselves trying to figure out how to accomplish that. Do you have any examples of maybe some struggles you've had in either that area or just running the church in general? Well, so one of the things that helped me, uh, so I'm in my sixties now, and I don't remember when this actually came, maybe when I was in my mid forties, it was way too late, but I'd rather be a late bloomer and a long hauler than I would an early bloomer and a short hauler. So I'm in for the long, long run, long haul. So I'm glad it happened when it happened. And so it's, it's going to keep being good, but uh, gaining clarity on what my role is, what I'm supposed to do, and then uh, making certain that that, that that is clear for everyone that comes onto the team. So, you know, one of, one of our concepts is that we're a family. And everyone has a part in the family. Yeah. And so making, making certain that, that we can keep going, keep defining, 
what I was doing for a number of years is I was trying to do everything. I was trying to be everything for everybody. And what that means is incompetence will set in because you can't be no one. No one leader can be everything to everybody. Leadership, good leadership recognizes weaknesses and brings in strength to fulfill those weaknesses and then releases them. At least we should be in, for sure in church life, releases those in their gifting to be able to do what they do. And so I, I embrace gifted people. I love smarter people than me. I, I love it that out of the various communicators that we have at High Ridge, and, and I don't mean this in a self-deprecating humor point of view, but I consider myself seventh out of seven because the other guys are great and <laughs> girls, great communicators. Yeah. And so that, that's a part of what I think is, is going to provide longevity and fun is uh, me recognizing that, that I need to be big papa too and not just always the point of the spear, so mm. to speak. That's good. So what, what, um, what are some things that happened in that moment for you then? Like you said, you got to the point where you realized you couldn't be everything to everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, like what, what got you to that moment? Um, well, just specific things like uh, uh, worship services that were an hour and 45 minutes because we had this and 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 this that we had to do so that everyone would be satisfied and feel like that, that God came and that the word was taught and that we worshiped long enough and on and on and on it goes. And, you know, you try to be all things to all people and you end up being nothing for everyone. Mm. And so we had to refine, we had to refine who we were going to be and what we were going to do and why we were going to do it and establish priorities. And there were some things that just got left off. Yeah. that I'm sure work good in other contexts and other settings, but it wasn't what was needed in the part of the world where God had placed us as a congregation. And what was needed, for example, was, was a passion for things of the spirit, but not weird. So a lot yeah. of times when people go toward Holy Spirit things, they, they become so unusual and so unique and so weird that 99% of the population can't understand it. And they just walk away like they did in Corinth and said, you guys are mad and they leave. But on the other hand, if it's all about truth, just teaching scripture truth, then that can become really dry. And mm-hmm. not that the word's dry, it's just that all of that time, giving knowledge, giving knowledge, giving knowledge, eventually there's got to be an outlet for people to be able to interact on it, help each other with it, apply it, use it, and not just continue to be given more and more and more knowledge. So we, we learned how to we learned how to figure that out, how to work that down and become more effective with it. That's good. Hey, let's take a quick break from our interview and talk about something a lot of people are going through right now. There are a lot of people that hit a major slowdown during the COVID crisis. Many of our clients came to us and said, sales are down and we're looking to have to lay people off, possibly sell buildings or other assets. Is there anything we can do to get momentum back in the business? The good news is, The items are actually helping our clients and we wanted to help other people with the advice that we gave them. So we built a guide you can download for free called Grow Again. What you do in your business when you get hit by the unexpected. We want you, the audience, to have it too. It contains seven videos that explain the strategies we shared with our clients. It has four screen shares that show you exactly how we apply the techniques to our business. And it has four worksheets and scripts that you can literally pick up today and use yourself. So go to quirkgrowth.com slash grow again and download your copy today. All right, let's get back to the interview. 
in that, I know, so obviously even to this point now we're using, you know, terms like discover your purpose and mm-hmm. um, make a difference. So the purpose side, I know there's a big spiritual side and obviously I believe in that too. I love Jesus, but what are the things that you think cause people to not realize what their purpose is? Like what, what's, or what's making it hard for them to really discover what those, those things are? Um, we don't, I don't think we do a good job as leaders helping people understand purpose, understanding destiny, understanding that Christianity is not a decision you make, it's a life you live. I think we miss that too often. We, we just have a mindset quite often in the evangelical church or the church that believes that salvation is through faith in Christ as a result of God's grace. And so quite often we're satisfied with just getting them in. But yet Peter taught, you know, repent, be baptized, receive the spirit. There's a, there's a spiritual path that you get on. You don't just get into the club and then great, you're in the club. It's, it's more than that. You get into the family of God and he, when he calls, he blesses, he appoints, he gifts, he equips. And so I think spiritual leaders should help everyone recognize there's a place for you that no one else can occupy. There's an assignment for you and there's a gifting that you have that no one else has. There's a way of expressing things that no one else has. No one else can do it, but you can. And so purpose means that you want to have everyone uh, bought in and holding on and, and uh, involved and eager to be involved because they recognize their efforts are making a difference. In, in the corporate world, Walmart does it well. Every single employee is an associate. So there's a value added to all levels and to everyone. And so I think it's important that we do that. Everyone has a purpose. Everyone yeah. has something uh, that God has for them to do. And when they hit, when they hit it, when they understand it, when they grasp it, then life becomes even more enjoyable. I love it when that happens. Yeah. That's love awesome. Um, you do hang out with a lot of business leaders and people, I mean, there's a lot of different business leaders in our church. Um, and you've been blessed to have a big church in the area that we're located in. Um, what would you say to the business leaders in that respect? So I know a lot of that kind of related to, I mean, it did relate some to the business, but what would you say to the business leaders in that way for their team helping discover their purpose? Okay. For a business leader, who's a Christ follower, the two aren't separate. Yeah. So one of the things that I think I've learned and been able to do to help business leaders is to help them see you're a Christ follower all the time. You don't just put that on the shelf and then go be a business person and do business as you think business is supposed to be done. And then you plug back in and become a Christian again on Sunday or on your Thursday night small group or your Thursday morning men's group, whatever the case may be. No, you're a Christ follower all the time. And one of the great things about the word of God, the scriptures are replete with insights and instructions regarding business, Mm -hmm. regarding practice policy and procedure. And so what I love to do, I love to help business leaders see God wants to speak to you about your life. Yes. About your marriage. Yes. About your family. Yes. About your church life. Yes. He wants to speak to you about your business. Hmm. He wants you to help, help you to understand and see how your business can be used and can be connected into all of those other things that you think are spiritual. Really everything is spiritual because God's with you. The spirit of God is with you in everything. So I teach business leaders how to hear God from the Proverbs. I teach them, I teach them how to hear God as they read the scripture and get insights because that's how I have led my business is God mm-hmm. giving me insights. And I don't think it's any different for a CEO or a president or a VP. I think it's the same. God wants to speak to every aspect of our life. He wants to help us and strengthen us in every aspect of our life. 
And so I love to impart business principles that are based on the scriptures. And when business leaders catch that, then what happens? One of our business leaders recently was teaching at a business lunch and we have a business luncheon once a month. And this, he, has, he um, has a great number of properties that he oversees, 440, I think, that he oversees for one of the wealthiest families in the world right here in Fort Worth. And he was telling about using business principles and his boss, who, if I mention the name, would, would go, oh, wow. So I don't want to mention the name because I'm not into the, the wow factor and dropping names. But he said to, he said to, to my friend, one, one of our parishioners and, and leaders at, at church at High Ridge, where did you get this? Where did this come from? And so he kind of chuckled and, and said, well, sir, it, it, it comes from the book of Proverbs in the Bible. <laughs> And it's worked for thousands of years. And the guy said, why haven't I ever heard this? And he said, well, the good thing is, is God's letting you hear it now. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's, uh, it, it's, it's just fun when the light, the light comes on for people. Yeah. So yeah, that's awesome. That's the way I try to strengthen business leaders. And, and it works. It, you know, when people uh, who love God on Sunday love him Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday as well. Things just go better for him. Yeah. And it's easier. There's, there's more confidence in their, in their leadership. There's more clarity in, in their words. And it's just, it's just a great place to be knowing God's on your side and helping you to live your purpose and live your destiny in your vocation through your vocation. That's good. So, um, Let's just talk about a little bit about today now. So your uh, High Ridge Church is how old this year? Where oh, we let's see. October, we will be 13. 13, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we started in 07, so yeah. And um, congregation has grown every year. Um, mm-hmm. Even from what I hear, even with everything going on this year, we're still doing well. Mm-hmm. Um so what are some things you deal with today? What are some things you deal with now you're at this stage, you know, in, in the church life and, and growth? Uh, what are some things that you deal with as a leader? Well, of course, we're coming through an unprecedented season and I've never seen anything like this in my life. I've seen the rioting, seen the racial tension. I saw that and lived through that in the 60s and 70s, but I've never seen anything like a worldwide pandemic. And be it if it's 100% legitimate or if it's 90% fabricated, I don't know. I'm not going to make that call. It is what it is. And we've been thrown into to, uh, places of leadership none, none of us have been before. Mm. And so what I've chosen to do is to sound the goodness of God and to sound confidence in, in God stronger than ever before. And uh, I've tried hard to come against fear because God's not given us a spirit of fear. And that's what Paul told Timothy, the Holy Spirit through Paul told that to Timothy, a young pastor pastoring a 30,000 to 60,000 member church as a 30 year old. And, and Timothy needed to know, I don't have anything to fear. God's got this. And so that's something that's been very unique here lately is, mm-hmm. is standing firm in the midst of this season where I'm kind of wondering, are the resources going to hold out? Are the people going to come back? Yeah. Um, it, yeah. Are we going to have somebody get sick and die in our spiritual family? Thank the Lord, knock on wood. <laughs> it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. And, and so I'm praying like crazy 
I'm grabbing a hold of faith and holding on to the confidence that I have in God. And I'm trying to keep us moving forward and trying to shuck and throw the fear off in the process. So it's been a very, very unique season, Hmm. but didn't catch God by surprise and nothing changes. He still wants to, he still wants to touch people. He still wants to bless marriages. Boy, excuse me. Does that need to have a Hmm. fresh infusion of God's touch? in married life right now. Man, the stats last week that came out were alarming. The 30% increase in divorces and 40% increase in domestic abuse. And perhaps someone watching this will be in that place where they're frustrated and no end with their spouse. Well, let me just say, don't hit them. Don't curse them. Get on your knees and pray for them. Hmm. Because the enemy doesn't want you to to have a stupid attack and end up doing something that you're going to regret for the rest of your life. Yeah. So we've got to, we've got to help people at the same time. We've got to keep moving forward. We can't take a timeout. God, there, there are no timeouts with God. Yeah. And so I would say that in business life as well, it's a, it's a time of opportunity. Yeah. It's a time of great opportunity. Um, we're actually maximizing opportunity right now with trying to acquire a, a piece of property from in a very depressed market as the result of all of this uh, industry that's been put completely on hold and it's working out great for both sides. We need a property to expand and reach and to help more people and they need money. Yeah. And they're great people and they need some help. They, they don't want to lose what their investment is and it's working out for both sides. And so I just think, you know, that the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. And I'm not righteous because of me. I'm righteous because he's blessed me. And I'm going to claim that righteousness and keep stepping forward with the Lord. And I would encourage business people to do that. Pastors to do that. Yeah. Just keep confident in the Lord. Stay right in thinking and right in speaking and look for opportunities that the Lord provides for you. That's good. I love hearing that, you know, obviously you're human too. And fear is a real thing. (laughs) Um, But at the end of the day, uh, you recognize where you're at and uh, what to do about it. And then, you know, it's, I think I've heard you before. It's like, you're always gonna be a step ahead. That's your goal <laughs> to be a step yep. ahead when your congregation. Cause, um, cause it's not, not that you haven't been there. You're just trying to walk ahead of it. Yes. And, well, um, yeah. We'll stay ahead of one step ahead of guys like you, James, that are, <laughs> that are really smart and really anointed and, and know more than I do. I'm just praying, Lord, keep me running. Yeah, <laughs> all, all these guys are coming and they're coming strong and i gotta i gotta go f- first so i can tell them it's good come on yeah, keep, keep coming, coming. <laughs> it's good up there keep coming keep coming no that's awesome well i appreciate that um and i appreciate your time too i i know there's a lot going on like you said a lot trying to figure out um it's never a dull moment yeah. and um but i appreciate cutting out time to, to jump on the show with us today good i hope it helps somebody I hope somebody here heard something that will help them and give them a an insight to launch forward into good things. Awesome. Well, um, we close this so, out every week with a little dance. Now, right? Yeah, you are. <laughs> You're like, great. <laughs> hey, I can dance. We took dance lessons. All right, cool. Well, here we go. Yeah. There it is. There. <laughs> oh, the fingers. There you go. <laughs> All right, man. That was great. Um, I thought it was neat to obviously bring on, you know, a lead pastor, something different than normal too. Um, hearing from that other side and we're Christians and we, you know, believe a lot what he says. And I really like that point where he talks about 
you know, you come on the weekend to a church service and you're one way and you believe certain things and you want to be a Christ follower. He goes, none of that changes if you're a Christian in your business Monday through Friday. None of that mm-hmm. changes. Like you should act the same way and treat it the same way and deal with fear and all that the same way. So I thought that was a really cool perspective. Um, yeah. A lot of people do live two different lives. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And uh, even just talking to people, like if you're not a Christian and you're, and you're watching, you know, a lot of people talk about work-life balance, which I think mm-hmm. is BS because there's just life and, and you spend some hours here and some so hours here and some hours here. And so however you're dealing with fear in one area of your life um, should really be the way you're dealing with it in all areas of your life, if it, especially if it's, if it's working. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, yeah. And I see that a lot just... I mean, you want to love what you do and in your life, you know, you spend majority of your life working and sleeping and it's like, great, all this is taken away. And it's like, great, you should love what you do and it should be the same in the balance. So yeah, I thought that was really good. Um, so if you're in the place where you're trying to figure out what that looks like um, for you, your business, um, obviously we're here uh, to try to figure out clarity, purpose for what you do for your business. Um, purpose is a big deal. Um, and then positioning and message. So reach out to us. But if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that little ringy bell and uh, make sure you know when things are hitting every week. But we think, thank you so much for joining us, um, joining us on this journey as we kind of learn to ourselves. But we truly believe if business leaders align their team with their message and become unstoppable.